0: Here we go to a hump day on the GFBS. Welcome, everybody. Today's show, uh, we've got corner of the Brothers Firearm Shop here in the Grand Cities Mall. Travis Chasen is going to be talking with us. Uh, we've got a ton of things to ask him. If you are a gun owner and you're worried about your Second Amendment rights, you are going to want to listen to this show. By the way, our show today brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Austin says, Barry and the team did a great job putting a deck skirt on my deck and gave the deck a great finished look and helps keep my dog from getting covered in mud every morning. Would recommend them for any project, large or small. Tell you what, for that project you want done sooner than later, call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, and I know I'm throwing out a lot of phone numbers here, but if you have any questions or comments, feel free to text or call here uh, for Travis or myself. Our number, 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. And before we get too much further into the show, it is time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes my neighbor tells me. You guys probably aren't going to think this one's very funny, but I kind of liked it. Uh, Here we go. You know, it's statistically proven that having a ladder in your home is more dangerous than a loaded gun. That's what they say. It's statistically proven that having a ladder in your home is more dangerous than a loaded gun. Uh, That's why we have 12 guns here, you know, in case some maniac tries to sneak a ladder in. (laughs) 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 I got a
1: thumb up on that one. How
0: about that? Travis Chasen, how are you, man? I'm doing good. What did you think of the joke?
1: You know, there's some truth to that, I suppose.
0: (laughs) The other one was a government slash firearms (laughs) joke, and I figured I better not wait. I don't want to get uh, banned from Facebook or YouTube again. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, uh, My name's Travis Chasen. I'm one of the owners of Brothers Firearm Shop here in the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, We've been operating for about six years now, and we do everything uh, 2A-related.
0: Okay, so now with you, have you always been interested in guns? Because you used to do other things before this. I know we've, we've talked often, but um, uh, tell us about your, your past experience and, and how you got so involved with firearms.
1: Um, so prior to, uh, I guess, start, graduated high school here in town, uh, Grand Fork Central, joined the military, did that for a while. I've uh, worked in a bunch of different inv- uh, industries, uh, service industry, uh, Warehousing, logistics, stuff like that, as well as um, uh, even being a delivery driver. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Were you at a task force of some kind at some point?
1: One of my uh, military positions was a uh, criminal analyst for the uh, Pine and Prairie Drug Task Force in East Grand Forks. So
0: you were in the military? Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, We appreciate what you people do for us. We got a new kid out.
1: Yep, yep, he's about a year and a half old now.
0: Wow, how about that? That's yeah. unreal. Um, you've been in uh, the Grand Cities Mall now for how long?
1: we're going two and a half years now. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming up on three.
0: Uh, You know, um, I can tell you this, uh, and listening to a lot of these people here, we've been here long enough now in the Grand Cities Mall to get to know some of these tenants pretty good. Um, They all are very happy that you guys are here. Uh, When you read about things happening around the world right now, it's nice to have a store like yours uh, right down the hallway from us. Now, oh, oh, and I did want to add this. Um, I'm going to be 58 at the end of this month. I've been working on this for like 56 years. How old are you? Uh,
1: 33.
0: How do you get such an epic beard, bro? Uh, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess it's in the genes. Uh, yeah, huh? Just get lucky. <laughs> I'm a French Canadian, as you are. Yep. Uh, my dad looked like a hairy Sonny Bono. I'm also half German, and God, I just can't grow a beard for nothing. Anyway, um, okay, let's face it. I have been an outdoorsman. Um, I have been a gun owner. I went through gun training when I was 12 years old, like we did in Minnesota back in the day. Um, It's still on my driver's license that I am you know, firearm safety certified or whatever. But let's face it, guns are starting to get a bad rap. And they're getting a bad rap, in my opinion, Travis, because people that don't own guns think they can form an opinion about guns, and, and, and I want to disagree with that. You know, you hear, you hear this, um, guns kill people, but I think that's a bunch of BS. People kill people. Um, Alec Baldwin, here's a great example. Well, the gun just went off. Okay, I've owned guns for many, 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 many years. I have loaded guns strategically placed around my home. Not one of them ever has just fired on its own. Guns are getting a bad rap, aren't they?
1: Uh, yeah, they're always under fire. Uh, it's an easy easy item to blame for things that that do happen. Uh, Ultimately, it just comes down to uh, training and safety. Mm -hmm. Um, And you need to revert back to that.
0: And and you know, um, okay, say school shootings, I'm just going to use it for an example, horrible thing. But these people, it's more of a mental health issue. Um, These people, if they want to go kill a bunch of people, they're going to find a way. It doesn't matter if they have a firearm or not, they are going to find a way. It's just it seems like guns are the easiest way, and that's another reason that they're getting a bad rap.
1: Uh, yeah, it's um, if to speak frankly, um, if you've already committed to doing a horrible crime. Oh, there you go, pull it right up to you. Yeah, uh, to speak frankly here, um, if someone's committed to wanting to commit a crime or a uh, act of mass violence. Um, they're going to start stacking the chips in their favor, mm-hmm. whether it be with a vehicle, um, a knife, uh, you know, poison, you know, I mean, you, there's there's all kinds of different ways you can do it. Um, however, uh, firearms seems to be everybody's kind of go to um, or first thought in their mind. and it, it, It's unfortunate that it is that way
0: you know uh when you look at the second amendment for you people that i always say no it's the second amendment second and you don't know what it is um a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed i would imagine is that something you have memorized
1: uh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i go word for word but uh sure sure not be infringed is uh is the big takeaway there
0: right um Another thing I want to talk about, um, gun control, and this is what we have been kind of talking about. Do you think that, like I kind of mentioned earlier, it's not the people that are, are educated on firearms, uh, people that have not had training, people that, I mean, let's face it, there are people that refuse to have a gun in their house. Um, I know people that live in the middle of nowhere now. They've been city people. They were fine, and now they moved out in the middle of the country. And, and I'm like, well, you better have a gun out there. Oh, I'm not going to allow a gun in my house. Well, it's not just for protection. There's a lot of other reasons you can use a firearm for, but um, it's getting such a bad rap with this gun control, and that's some of the things we are going to talk about. Uh, I know right now in North Dakota, uh, we did this news story the other day, uh, North Dakota State Legislature considering an array of bills that would expand gun rights. Uh, Lawmakers, in fact, in North Dakota introduced nine gun-related bills last week, including five that would bolster concealed carry laws. Now, among these are bills that would allow people to carry guns in bars, uh, federal facilities, and at the state capitol. Uh, HB-1404 would allow students to carry weapons on college campuses. Uh, Representative Matt Heilman says it could prevent instances of sexual assault on campus. These are stories we're reading about more and more all the time. Uh, Another bill brought by Representative Bill Tveit of Hazen would allow honorably discharged charge military vets to carry concealed guns in schools, churches, and other public buildings and uh, spokespeople for various police organizations, schools and public universities and highway patrol testified against the bills. Like you knew they would saying it could increase the possibility of a violent incident. Now, my opinion, Travis, and I don't know if you agree with me or not. um, Okay. Say you are um, uh, honorably discharged from the service. That means you have had firearms training. Um, If, you know you were in the military or whatever you really think uh, you know the bars the churches the schools okay we have shootings in all of them we have mass shootings in all of them if teachers had a firearm if your preacher at your church had a firearm if somebody in the bar bouncers whatever if they had a firearm and, and you know they all got to go through the the right laws and and do the right things to get them It would stop a lot of this. What I can't figure out, it's like the same people, and this is a whole totally different thing, uh, but you're going to get the guys from uh, police organizations, highway patrols, schools, public universities. They're always against anything. Uh, Legalizing marijuana, uh, carrying a firearm, all of this stuff. But don't you think if more people had a concealed carry permit and more of these places were allowed to have these in their facility, don't you think we'd be in a better place? Um you and, know, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot here uh being the owner of Brothers Firearm Shop, but um you know I, I just I read about this stuff every day on the news and it's just I look at it and I go, Well what if? Or if only that, none of this would have happened.
1: Um so a lot of people like to look at these and oppose these types of bills because they think that there is going to be firearms everywhere right it's it's about creating doubt in a bad person's mind if they're going if they believe they're going to be less successful they're less likely to try sure sure um, you know there's things called hard targets and soft targets and in the uh, defensive world it's always be a hard target, don't be a, a soft target. And that, that just comes down to decreasing the likelihood that, that you would be picked over somebody next to you.
0: Yeah, you're walking around with a with a, with a weapon on a holster on your side. You would be a hard target. Um, most of these people that do these mass shootings and things, you know dang well, most of them aren't even trained to use their firearm. For some reason, they got their hands on one and they just go to town. But I, I, I tell you what, I notice if I see somebody walking around with a holstered gun on their side, I notice it, and right away I think the dude's got it going on. Nobody's going to mess with him. And you look at him right away, and I think there's no way I'd mess with the guy.
1: You think the same thing? Yeah, um, it, it's it's a deterrent. Um, I'm not a huge advocate for open carry. Um, you know, concealed carry mm-hmm. is ideal. Uh, the caveat to carrying a firearm is if um, somebody walks into a spot, you become the first target. Sure, you know. Yep. Um, so it's not so. It, it it's creating doubt um, that's and that's what you need to do uh, to decrease the likelihood of a situation like that.
0: You know, I agree with you. The open carry uh, to me, a lot of those people, I, I I feel like they think I can do it. So I'm going to, I'd rather conceal yes. carry. Um, I would rather that Joe possibly massive shooter has no idea that I've got my 38 in my inside pocket. I, Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, this is the one that really gets me, and it's been, it's been going on for a while, military assault rifles. Uh, you and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, m- what is the definition,
1: uh, you being a gun dealer, what is a military assault rifle? Well, we, we don't sell military assault rifles. Okay. Um, and you know, this is a lot of opinion on my part, but uh, typically the AR-15 platform which does not stand for assault rifle 15 it's armalite rifle pattern 15 which is the 15th pattern of the uh the gentleman who invented that okay. that's kind of how it's kind of worked its way way down um the uh they they're just I don't know how to put this so people look at them because they're scary and the military does use a a, a variant of that, mm-hmm. that rifle um that is slightly different than the uh, civilian uh version um, my issued rifle was equipped with three round burst, uh, when I was in the service and that was a mode, very seldom used. Um, sure. and, and it's more so used to, uh, uh, provide covering fire. It's not a, uh, it's not used to increase lethality. Right. Uh, you know, and when you talk about terminal damage, um, you need to look at the caliber, not, not the rifle.
0: Mm-hmm. So military assault rifle. A lot of these that they are they are labeling as military assault vehicles on the news, your mainstream media, they're truly not military assault vi- or, uh, rifles because it's just basically the way the rifle looks and the amount of ammunition you could put in a clip. Is that
1: right? Yep. So if we start there, um, they, uh, they use box magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, clips are a different style. The term is used interchangeably. Um, but, you know, for the sake of being as accurate as possible... Um, they use magazines, uh, that can be anywhere from five rounds all the way up to, you know, 60, 75 round drum magazines. And they, they do exist. Um, and the majority of magazines like that are for novelty purposes. Uh, do they work? Yes. Um, is it functional? No. If you've owned firearms, mm-hmm. uh, ammo gets heavy. Uh, sure know, and, it does. And you have to, it, it almost decreases functionality.
0: So, okay, I shoot, uh, my, for example, my, my uh, big game rifle is a two seventy. Uh, it's a Winchester, it's a pump, I have four shot clips, one of the chamber, so I can have five rounds in this rifle, that's no different than what these people are calling a military assault rifle, is it, really, no. except the way they look.
1: Yep, um, so if you have a pump 270, it's more than likely going to be a uh, probably a Remington 760. That's what it is, yep, um, Remington 760, yep. They do make 10, and 15, and 20-round magazines for that same rifle. Okay. And you start looking at caliber-specific stuff, sure, it's a pump. Your action's a little bit slower. However, I bet you've ripped off a few shots at a deer running away from you pretty quick before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it just reverts back to uh, ballist, uh, terminal ballistics in the calibers. Um, a two seventy delivers far more energy at a greater distance with with uh, a much larger wound wound cavity. Sure, sure. You know, and, um,
0: and you've got different grain bullets, different size bullets, all of that stuff.
1: All of that plays into a factor. Um, and then when we come back to the military assault thing, um, you know, and it's almost joked about in and, in, in, uh, our industry, because, you know, assault is a verb and a, a, a rifle is a tool, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not an assault hammer. It's not an assault knife. You know, the, the assault is the action versus the, what, what is used for. Sure.
0: And, and, you know, if Travis, if I was to go to a 10 shot clip on my, on my uh, deer rifle, Um, I would think if you need to go through that many rounds to go deer hunting, you should probably either go recite your gun in, uh, go practice a little more, or um, don't tell anybody that you missed that many shots. Because um, uh, to be honest with you, I could, there's sometimes a box of 20 rounds Mm -hmm. will last me five years. I mean... If you got to keep, it's not really shoot and
1: sweep, <laughs> you know? no, even ac- though a lot of people think it is. Accuracy by by volume is not a uh, a term in the uh, the hunting world. Right, right. Um, you know, one of my other jobs is a small arms master gunner, and within that, uh, the education on how to shoot machine guns, and how to fire machine guns, and um, you know, it's a whole nother, There could be a whole show on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but accuracy by volume is a uh, is a term we use over there.
0: So now does assault the word assault rifle or whatever is basically the difference, um, would be automatic or semi-automatic. Does that have a
1: lot to do with it? If you, if you had to draw a line, that's kind of where mm -hmm. I would be. Um, because
0: these aren't guns you could just walk into brothers and buy.
1: No, no machine guns are, um, uh, so machine guns are not uh, typically available to the public for sale. However, that's not an entirely true statement. Um, uh, you know, before uh, before 1986, uh, there's what we call transferable machine guns, mm-hmm. um, and those are available for sale to the public. However, they're such they're so grotesquely expensive and rare, it's hard to come across them. I mean, uh, just to get into the door and play, we're looking ten plus thousand. Oh wow! Yeah, it's not av- it's not available typically to your general public.
0: So, say you have one of these so-called military assault rifles. Now, with the, you know the three D printers and all that crap that they've got out there, is it easy for Joe Blow consumer like me to maybe make mine into
1: an automatic? You could you? Yes. Um, is it? I'm not very computer smart, so it so it would involve um, some parts, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it is possible. However, you know you're talking machine time, it's not no nobody's really doing it in their in their bedrooms. Okay. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make sense and and to the easiest ways you could do it would be to manipulate the sear so it can't reset. But that would it would dump the magazine on the firearm and it would, it would, that would be it. It wouldn't be able to catch itself. And doing so is actually, it's a felony you manufactured a machine Right, gun. right. You became a criminal once you decided to do that.
0: You know, me being a gun owner for the majority of my life, and like I said, being an outdoorsman, I, I, I don't see a need for a machine gun. Uh, I mean, except for... You mail, hey, this is pretty cool. Let's just go out and, and blast a hundred rounds into the sand pile or something. But I mean, it'd be fun. But I just, I see no need for anything like that.
1: Uh, there, there isn't. Even the military has moved away from um, the full auto fire. You're um,
0: wasting so much for one thing.
1: Yep, and it's it's uh, one of the terms that uh, we used was nothing provides suppressive fire like well aimed. Shots. Yes. Yes. So, um, when we talk about using machine guns for suppressive fire, um, a well a well trained soldier can suppress with far less ammunition with well aimed and accurate shot mm-hmm. placement. Um, so the military has moved away from you know. A lot of full auto training. Mm-hmm. Um, now, mm-hmm. machine guns are completely different. They're used for different, you know, anti-vehicle, anti right. squad
0: cover fire, like you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely,
1: completely different um, applications, but but yeah, you can't. There, there really isn't a need for full auto. Um, now it's cool and it's fun. Yeah, um, but that's about it. We'll bring you out in the summer and we'll let you guys.
0: Oh, now I'm getting excited. Now, you and I were talking the other day, Travis, um, when it comes to military, because it's all military assault, this, it's all that, but whatever, when it comes to like snipers, um, these guys in the military, some of the best shooters in the history of shooting firearms are using guns that your uncle might use to go shoot a moose, you know, their hunting rifles is what they're using and so now are these people these anti-gun people i just wonder since okay well the movie sniper or whatever uh, you know you saw what he was using do they do they right away you know are they going to label that as a military assault vehicle it's a it's a gun that i could go buy at brothers firearms it's, it's nothing fancy if you looked at it you didn't know any better no you wouldn't call it a military assault rifle but that's what they use
1: Yep. Uh, typically, the the issued weapons. I mean, they've got a whole suite of different firearms mm-hmm. for different for different uh, things. Um, most notably, you know, the 3 A four was used in World War One, all the way up to um, even Vietnam. Uh, the Model seventy has seen service. Winchester Model seventy is a classic firearm. Any gun family is going to know, probably own. Um, I used uh, to
0: shoot an old three O three British. That was considered a sniper rifle back then.
1: Yep, you could absolutely have an infield um that was accurized. Uh M M1 one Garands, M one D's or uh modernized now it's the M one A. Um those have seen service, uh or M fourteens, I guess, uh would be that nomenclature there. Uh Remington seven hundreds are a notoriously um famous platform for uh, for snipers across police and, and mm-hmm. military um you know the m40a ones based off of the 700 uh i mean there's countless applications and then everyone knows the barrett 50s and sure you've got the interventions and and all that crazy stuff out there as well um and those are available to the mm-hmm. public they're just regular rifles um they just are in a particular class of rifles that you don't see every day Now you, uh, being
0: a co-owner, a brother's firearm shop, um, I know you collect bourbons and things like that, but are you a firearm collector or is this just your job?
1: Um, I, I do collect, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, for me, it's more about the hunt. Um, so it, you know, uh, and then people pick certain, certain things and I've stopped buying a lot of guns, um. Just because I do it every day, mm-hmm. and I kind of get to do that vicariously through work. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm a collector. Um, there are certain certain makes and models that I do enjoy the pursuit of, and sure. Um, over time, I'd say I probably get three to five firearms a year. Okay, okay, which is a lot less than some of my clients.
0: Oh yeah, I know. I know people with hundreds mm-hmm. of guns. I mean, in vaults. Um, how many guns, firearms, would you say you own?
1: I'm uh, probably in that 20 range. Okay, okay. I, You know, I've been um, more so upgrading. If I find something I like, I'll upgrade, mm-hmm. I'll upgrade it and then sell one to pay for one. Right. On some uh,
0: years ago, I used to collect. Uh, at one time, I was up to about 30 guns. Uh, and then I started thinking, why am I buying these guns that just sit in a gun case, you know, or a cabinet? I don't use them. Um, now, I basically, the guns I own, and I have, I probably have, I don't know, 8, 9, 10 guns, but they're all guns that get used, you know, all the time for different hunting uh, purposes or um, sometimes, um, you know, just plinking around. And and we do have issues with coyotes and skunks mm-hmm. and things living in the country. But um, I'm, I'm pretty much just what, what I use now. But um, one one more thing we want to talk about here, and then we're going to take a little break. But um, now silencers slash suppressors, are they the same thing? And why is it so difficult and you have to go through so much paperwork to get i'll call it a suppressor, you tell me the difference if there is any
1: so uh suppressor is the legal name okay um, they, they do not silence firearms they do reduce noise
0: It's pretty much impossible to silence a firearm isn't it
1: it's you can get close unless you shoot it underwater <laughs> you you really have to set the conditions up okay um but yeah it, it, it you can get close um yeah so suppressors they uh, they fall under the uh, the same um deal the National Firearms Act the NFA mm-hmm. um they all the machine guns silencers uh short barreled rifles items classified as AOWs or any other weapons short build shotguns um they all fall under the the NFA act or the NFA National Firearms Act those are all regulated and registered items that you do have to file um additional paper paperwork for and pay additional taxes um, the typical dealer-to-customer dealer, tra- dealer to customer, uh, transfer paperwork is called a Form 4 and requires $200. Um, and that was set up way back in the 30s, and $200 was so ludicrously expensive then that nobody in their right mind would do it. Sure. Um, now it's – I mean, it's a f- chunk of change, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not unreasonable. Um, And – uh, we do all. We help you with all that paperwork. Uh, we sell silencers. We sell short barreled rifles. All the NFA items. I even sell machine guns, uh, if you meet the requirements to to acquire them. Um, but uh, it's it's a lot of the same background check. However, you do have to submit fingerprints and passport photos with your paperwork. Um, and we're looking at anywhere between a nine and thirteen month wait right now for approval for a suppressor. For a suppressor. Yep. Wow. Why is it such a big deal? There's not a lot of people processing paperwork. And
0: and and, and in your opinion, uh, I mean, you can you can just be Travis, Joe Blow in the mall here. doesn't need to be that way. No. Uh, and, and what is the advantage, if any, of having a suppressor? As far as I'm concerned, uh, if you're out plinking coyotes, which are, I mean, they're a nuisance. Uh, the quieter you can be, the more you might be able to get rid of that night. But um, and, 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 and I'm assuming
1: that they help with the kick. Of a gun, but otherwise, what's the big deal so currently um unless I'm shooting handguns, if I'm shooting rifles, it's almost exclusively suppressed mm-hmm. um, so not only do they reduce the noise signature, they also reduce felt recoil mm-hmm. um, which helps with the numerous things um, they're- they're excellent for beginner sh- beginning shooters as well oh sure yep. um, so what we've learned over the last five years or so is uh that when using suppressors a lot of people um are afraid of guns or the big the big calibers right mm-hmm. uh so something that a lot of listeners can probably relate to is a 308 right sure 308 yeah. packs a punch it's not a 300 magnum it's not mm-hmm. you know crazy but it does pack a punch um if you put a new shooter on a 308, you you're probably going to instill some bad habits. Yeah, yeah, I get it, yep. um, And they become afraid of the gun, and they flinch. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not notice that they're flinching, but but they are. Mm-hmm. The, that leads to pulling your shots, which leads sure. to missing. So if we properly set up a rifle for you um, with a .308, um, with, with the right suppressor, uh, maybe a decelerator, um, and add some weight, we can get that to feel like a almost like a 223 oh wow yeah i um, mean you can really get the recoil down um but outside of the recoil which is what a lot of people think they're afraid of it's actually the noise yeah so if you take the bang away that's what they're anticipating um and when you discharge a rifle like a 308 um it will you don't need earplugs oh okay um now that's not it's not quiet but you don't need earplugs.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you know, a lot of people, that is a difference, too. If you happen to be out and, uh, say, you're deer hunting, uh, all of a sudden you pull up and fired a deer, you usually don't realize or notice the noise, uh, the kick, any of that stuff. But if you're sitting down at a shooting bench and you're at a gun range and you're target shooting, that's when you're going to notice it. And you mentioned the flinching and things like that that you might not realize. But um, if you bring that out into the field with you, uh, it almost – borderline of being an unethical hunter or an unethical outdoorsman because you really didn't take all of the time and 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 go through everything that you need to do to be able to fire and because uh, let's face it we hunt um i hunt there's nothing worse for me than not dropping what i'm shooting at immediately um i i want that thing to be dead before it hits the ground and and that's all part of it
1: yeah, so um if you are a game hunter, an ethical kill should be at the top of your list. Yes. Um, you know, it's not it's even if you're trophy hunting, whatever, mm-hmm. um, if you're going to take the life of something, it deserves to die as efficiently as possible. Exactly. Um, and doing anything in your power to increase those odds, like adding a suppressor, a mm-hmm. proper scope, not taking a uh, five six hundred yard shot if you're not using the right caliber, right? And there's a whole bunch of factors that come into play, um, and that's all covered in hunter safety when sure, you know, they're yep. taught there. Um, but it the increasing your accuracy by reducing your movement is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's not to go just with the flinching, but uh, with your breathing and your trigger. Uh, For uh, your trigger squeeze and Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff all comes into play, your sight picture, um, all of that you'll be able to focus on more if you're not in the back of your mind worried about flinching or the noise Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, because it does take years of training to train that out of you
0: yeah it does it does uh bad habits can come quick mm-hmm. good habits might take a little while uh boy i tell you what i'm enjoying this interview and i've got a lot more for travis chasing here co-owner a brother's firearm shop all uh, right now though i want to talk about Mo's cafe in the grand Cities mall what a great little sit down takeout diner uh their breakfast and lunch they serve it daily and weekends good stuff you know if you're like my wife and can't have gluten uh they've got gluten free choices Uh, If you're in the military, we see them walking around here in the mall all the time. They'll give you a 15% discount if you are in the military. Uh, They are open from Tuesday uh, to Friday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. and weekends from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And they have this thing uh, Tuesday through Friday that's called the Most Daily Dish. Today, it's a chicken pasta with chopped chicken breast, cherry tomatoes with a pesto cream tossed with spaghetti, stirred with garlic toast. Yeah, tell me that doesn't sound good find it at moe's cafe they are right here in the grand cities mall brothers firearm shop located right here in the grand cities mall we love having these guys as neighbors co-owner travis chasen is in the studio with us um travis you know with, with all the news of uh, things we've been talking about here can anybody just walk in uh, is it easy to go in and buy a firearm
1: um so it's. Uh... Yes yes, and no. Okay. Um, if you are not a prohibited person, mm-hmm. you are probably not going to have any hiccups, any issues. Um, and we pride ourselves on, on being um, able to put the right firearms in your hands. Um, at least, you know, get you in the right direction. Um if everything goes smooth start to finish, we can be in and out in about 20 minutes. Okay. Um, now, if you're a prohibited person, you will not be allowed to buy a firearm.
0: Now, prohibited person, you're talking somebody that has been charged or, or uh, convicted of a felony or, or things like that?
1: Y- yes. So the big ones are going to be any felony convictions without your rights restored. Um, any, any domestic violence, period, is a no-go for the rest of your life. Um, You know, and then there's a there's a there's a there's a myriad of other other qualifying events. I mean this this whole thing here outlines prohibited people. Okay, so that's right out of the state code not including the federal code. Um, you know, if you're an unlawful user addicted to drugs, um, you're a prohibitive person. If you're buying a gun for another person, like a straw purchase, we've seen
0: that in the news, yeah.
1: That doesn't mean you can't. It's legal to gift. A bona fide gift is legal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um however, we typically advise that if you want to purchase a firearm for a person, come in, pick it out, let us know, and then bring that person to the store and let's do the background check okay. on, on them. Um uh What's be another any, anyone that was um, adjudicated mentally defective sure um, sure you know and that's, mental health issues It's huge and that's by by a court mm-hmm. you know that doesn't mean that if you went and checked yourself into a mental hospital that's not the case. right right it's you the judge had to tell you you know that you are incapable
0: now you mentioned drugs um addiction things like that now um i guess this depends on the state but uh i have heard stories about this um say you're a medical marijuana carrier um maybe you're doing the gummies you're you're doing the whatever but um i know there's certain states that you cannot own a firearm if you are a medical marijuana carrier um is what are your thoughts on that
1: according to the uh 4473 of the paperwork that we use to do this uh the back the standard background check form um if you are a lawful user in your state mm-hmm. that does not allow you that, that doesn't give, get, you still cannot purchase a firearm, um, because it's still unlawful at the federal level. Um, but you got to just look at the verbiage. Um, and, yeah, and consult your lawyers um, and, and, and uh, have a chat with that to get better. Right.
0: Sure. Because, I mean, imagine now uh, I'm, I'm just using this for an example. Um, I'm a I'm a medical marijuana user. Um, I do have firearms for my home safety uh, for me, my wife, my family. And um, say, you break into my house. You want to kill me. I pull my 38 out. I shoot you. And uh, wound you, uh, but then you take me to court because I'm I have a medical marijuana card and I shot you, and I'm not supposed to be owning a gun. But like you said, basically that's just something you got to lawyer up and, and yeah. figure it out.
1: Attorneys, attorneys, attorneys. Nobody likes to pay them, but we all need them around. Yeah, and that's um, something. <laughs> the. Uh yeah it, it's it's weird, um you know, and there's uh, another saying that you see in our industry is we'd rather be judged by twelve than carried by six. There you go. so you know if um and, and this isn't legal advice, but you know do what you ever do whatever you have to do to protect your family and yourself
0: Yeah, so, family first Yeah. Now you hear this all the time. In fact, the first time I found this out, um I drove down to Florida about a year ago, and I don't do not have a concealed carry permit. Um, I did not know what the drive all the way down to Florida and then over to Alabama and then back up was going to be like, so I wanted to take my pistol with. Um, I asked you, I said, uh, what's going to happen to me if I get pulled over and I have an unregistered firearm in the car with me? And, and you kind of turned me in the right direction on this, but is there such a thing as a registered firearm?
1: Not in this state. Okay. Um. So one of the actually actually we can touch on this here too. So we'll come back to the, uh, one of the new bills that was pr- proposed or the amendment. I should okay. say. Um, so in North Dakota, firearms are not registered, um, at the state level or the oil and firearms are not registered at the, um, the federal level. Okay. Uh, so some States, uh, do require firearms registration like California. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not agree with, with that. Um, personally, it's just, I don't think it's anybody's business. Um, and typically, the people that are registering firearms or would register firearms, they're not—they're not criminals. Exactly. Um, right. So you, you're not gaining any. They actually have
0: uh, serial numbers still on them. <laughs> yeah. You
1: no. Know? Um, and it is a felony to remove a serial number on. A right. Right. Or be in possession of a firearm without a, without a serial number. Okay. Um. The uh. So uh like i said so that scenario there you're allowed to bring a firearm with you however you just got to make sure that each state's got their own transport laws and do a little bit of research and make sure you're you're ready to go you know um north dakota we have constitutional carry um you know some states do not have that um and everything's a little bit different as, as you move on down um and typically, you know, harder places to go would be California, Massachusetts, uh, Illinois is having a lot of issues right now. Um, but for the most part, if you're traveling right down the Midwest, you're going to be pretty fine.
0: Now, I, I do believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the three states you just named all fairly liberal states.
1: They, they are.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, you said uh, constitutional carry in North Dakota. What what exactly does that mean?
1: So as a North Dakota resident,s we have a the constitutional, under the north dakota constitution uh, we have right to carry firearms
0: so can you carry it on your person is that how that works or not uh yes okay so if i would move across the river here i could keep my 38 in my front pocket it wouldn't be an issue yes wow okay um I, i wasn't quite sure about that um background checks it's a must Yep. you got to do it. I mean, as, as far as when we talk about um, registered firearms, uh, the background check in North Dakota is is about as far as a registered firearm goes. Am I correct there?
1: Yeah, so it's a record of purchasing a firearm, whether it was a pistol, long gun, or other, um, which is the three categories that we use. Um, that's the, and then the FBI, that's all submitted to the FBI, and then an answer is given determined on the information that we submit. Uh, however, um even though the make, model, and serial number are on the paperwork, mm-hmm. none of that is turned in to um, the ATF until a trace is requested or we give up our license.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: What is uh, form four? Form four is a uh, the form we used for suppressors transfers. Uh, it's an application okay. for a tax stamp.
0: Okay. So if if I have a gun, we we talk about background checks and that. Say I have a gun and I sell it to you, you know, not anything to do with, with brothers. Just um, I come over to your house and say, hey, dude, I got this gun for sale. Is there paperwork that needs to be filled out or can somebody just say, well, no, I gifted it to him and just make sure, Travis, if you ever get pulled over that I gave you that gun or how does that work?
1: Uh, so private part currently in North Dakota, private party sale of firearms is legal. Um, some states, they uh, they are starting to require and push for background checks on those. Um, if you're selling a firearm to a my, my personal advice on this is if you're selling to a friend, um, that, you know, and you know their history and you're not worried about them, make the sale. You're going to be just fine. Get a bill of sale. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are selling a firearm to somebody you don't know, come, come use our service. We Sketchy, charge, we yeah. charge 30, 30, bucks. Okay. I was going to um, ask you that's, cost. It's peace of mind. Um, sure. and then they'll run through the next background check. Um, you know, but as of right now, is required? No. Um, if you're going interstate with firearms, so like, let's say, North Dakota to Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, the guidance is to go through a dealer.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, new brace rules, uh, forbearances, the NFA Act. Uh, these are all things we talked about. Explain that a little bit, if you would.
1: So that's going to be a giant rabbit hole. And we're still learning now. Um, and I'm still educating myself on this subject. However, the ATF, after. 10 years of allowing the pistol brace um, to exist and of its use, they have now decided to classify them as stocks, essentially. Um, should it be? No. Okay. Um, I don't even think that portion of the NFA should be there. But, right. You okay. Know, that's, again, yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Currently, they're offering a forbearance, um, so they will not collect money to register your item as an SBR per the uh, National Firearms Act. Um, we don't know what that means. So the ATF doesn't collect the tax. The IRS does. So we don't know. So even though the ATF doesn't collect it, we don't know if the IRS is going to come knocking you know, in six months or whatever. Um, however... Holding on to these items and not, either not destroying or making inoperable or um, keeping them is going to be a felony to possess mm-hmm. uh, once the 120-day mark is up. And I'm not sure which. The official publication date looked like it was uh, July 31st, but that keeps switching as well. I've got an email that says July 13th. I mean, it's, it's, it's all up in the air. Nobody really knows what's going on, um, and we're trying to make sense of it. But I believe it's about a 300-page document.
0: Now, I would imagine uh, I'm going to compare Brother's Firearm Shop with, say, um, a hardware store. Um, I walk into a hardware store, I buy what I need to buy, and I walk out the door. Is it a lot harder owning a firearm shop? I mean, there's a ton of things you can walk into your shop and buy, and and there's no paperwork involved or anything. I mean, I go in there all the time, but um, is there a lot more paperwork and a lot more red tape and crap like that for you guys to go through in order to have a successful business?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, just trying to make sense of the laws and the, well, I can't even call them laws; the rules. The rules, that they yeah. they keep changing, um, and that's kind of why we're dealing with this this brace thing. Um, and to anybody that's not or doesn't understand what I say when I'm talking about braces, um, so AR, an AR, fit, so a rifle as defined by the ATF has to be a long gun with a barrel of over sixteen inches, with an overall length of. Over 26 inches. Okay. Because then there's some other details in there. Sure. um, As well, um, for it to not be considered a short-barreled rifle. A short-barreled rifle has been deemed by them to be too easy to conceal and then subject to the National Firearms Act. Uh, Pistols became a thing. The pistol brace became a thing, and that allows them to have barrels less than um, 26 inches with a. Over less than overall length, or less than sixteen-inch barrels with an overall length less than twenty-six inches, but then if your total length is over twenty-six inches, it's actually a, considered a firearm, which is a different class no. altogether. It's it's a big web.
0: I just thought a firearm was a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shotgun, pistol, rifle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, pellet gun. Um, now, when it comes to concealed carry, I, I've been saying this for years. I, I need to get my concealed carry permit. My wife wants to get one. Uh, we both have the firearms to do it with. Minnesota, North Dakota. A, a lot of these states now. If you go through the training, get your your permit. Uh, some are good for numerous states. Some are not. Um, and this is one of those you know, sketchy places here because we've just got a river that separates two cities, two states. Me being a Minnesota resident, if I got my certificate in Minnesota, would I be good in North Dakota or vice versa? If I got uh, my concealed carry permit in North Dakota, went and took the training, would that cover me in Minnesota?
1: Um, yes, yes, yes. And just like everything in our industry, it's all yes, but. Um, yes, so, but. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, it comes down to reciprocity. Uh, reciprocity is everything when it comes to concealed carries. And what you need to look at is basically if you jumped online and you're like reciprocity map for Minnesota. Um, now Minnesota does have reciprocity with a lot of States. Um, and North Dakota is one of them. Um, North Dakota, we have three types of carry classes. We have constitutional carry. We have type two and we have type one. Type one does share, um, reciprocity with Minnesota. Okay. Um, type two does not. And then constitutional is only for within the state of North Dakota.
0: So is there a difference between uh, type two and three? I mean, is there more training? Is there more money? What is the difference? If you're trained here, what's the difference of being trained here and then going across the river and not
1: being? Um, it's all state dependent. Yeah, it, um, basically probably words yep so a type two and a type one for North Dakota are identical except for the reciprocity map mm-hmm. and that's because the type 1 does require a proficiency test in live fire. A type two does not however, if you have an alcohol related offense on your on your record within the last I believe it's don't don't quote me on this mm-hmm. it, it used to be 10 years and now it's, it's less than that now It's either seven or five I'm not quite sure um, you're not allowed to have a type 1 concealed carry but you can still get a type two. Um, and then the type two is just a, uh, it's a class and then a written test. Constitutional carry is just is
0: mm-hmm. now I, I know there are perks to being a carrier. Um, I, I don't see any perks of not being, but, um, are there perks we could talk about, about having your concealed carry permit?
1: Um, so the biggest one is if you do buy a few guns a year um with north with north dakota i'm um, exclusively minnesota doesn't do this mm-hmm. but um you are assigned an ntn or a NICS transaction number okay and um you go in you fill out your background check you know you're taking your gun you're leaving it reduces the uh, possibility of a delay to zero um because when you're buying a gun there's always the option of becoming delayed and that's your three uh three business days uh, wait um Or if you're under 21, it's now a mandatory 10-day wait.
0: Okay, because back in the 80s, uh, when I was buying a lot of guns, uh, back then in Minnesota, uh, you had to have uh, a permit. I I believe it was a buyer's or seller's permit or something like that in order to even buy a pistol. You had to have a permit for it. So I had to go to the police station and apply for this permit just to buy a pistol, a used pistol uh, from a pawn shop. Um, But it, it was a bunch of crap. Uh, it was a, a seller's permit or a buyer. I don't remember so what they called it, but is it still that
1: way? You're referencing the permit to purchase. That's what, okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, in Minnesota, um, it's a little bit different. Uh, a permit to purchase is required to purchase a uh, a handgun or anything that transfers underneath handgun laws, i.e., that would be, you know, your AR, your mm-hmm. MSR, your uh, modern sporting rifles, your AR-15 platforms. Um, anything that looks scary kind of falls underneath that. Um And uh, if you have a permit to carry, that counts as your permit to purchase. So they do kind of overlap there. Um, But that is a free thing for Minnesota residents. Yeah, it didn't cost anything. It's required. And it's just basically it's the same background check you do when you buy the gun. So you're being checked. Prior to purchasing the firearm, and then while you're getting the firearm again,
0: you know uh, one of the great thing great things about this show, Travis, is um, not only can we talk about all these important things to uh, certain people, a lot of people, uh, but we give a chance to uh, for people like you to uh, tout their business a little bit. But you have, and we're going to do that. Did we miss anything? You brought in a bunch of paperwork. I've kind of taken over here and just going blah, 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 and you've been a great uh, person at answering everything, but is there something you wanted to hit on here that I forgot to touch on?
1: Um, No, it's just uh, from what I could tell in my few hours of research, all the new proposed bills, I liked them all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not uh, – one of the big concerns I saw was with um, – 1194, uh, which is an amendment to 62.1-02-05, and it's, a, it's in relation to um, carrying a firearm or more dangerous weapon in a uh, public place mm-hmm. uh, uh, or at a public gathering, schools, churches, whatever. Um, one of the opposers was a um, former serviceman saying that he did not or was not given the. Uh, adequate training he felt that was necessary um but what i like was on subsection three here um there you're still required to possess a uh, class one permit mm-hmm. in north dakota which that is the the training and the baseline there so um one thing that i was concerned with they seem to have caught and covered um so i'm i'm i like every one of these bills um and there's actually in house bill 1340 there's provisions preventing um Entities below the state level to require registration so city council stuff like that yeah um, there's very specific language um, it looks like that I'm interpreting it this way now whether or not I'm right I don't I don't
0: know so if you were to go to church if you were to go pick up your child from school uh, if you were to go into a, a public place or whatever and you had a concealed carry permit nobody would know. Nobody would know you had it unless you were going into a courthouse and they had to go through a metal detector or anything. But um, I I, I just think that what they've got going on, like you said, you have no problem with any of these. No,
1: everything looked really good. But the problem with politics and bills is that they they write in a way that's very difficult to understand.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Um, But everything that I've was read through this morning i liked um and it was just like cleaning up a lot of stuff and they removed a few 30-day waits that were kind of unnecessary because you had to pass a class and th- things like that
0: mm-hmm. and and wouldn't you think a, a state like north dakota minnesota outdoorsy states where a, a majority of the, the residents are firearm owners you think these would roll through a little easier than say being a liberal state new york california or any of those uh you know i, I mean let's go back in history uh, World War II, Japan uh, did not want to try to attack the United States because they knew once they got around the Mississippi River, they weren't going to win. There's too many gun owners in the United States, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think if you go through the training, if you go through the background checks, if you do everything and dot all your I's and cross your T's and all that stuff, it shouldn't be so damn hard uh, to be able to, to, to carry a firearm. My opinion,
1: no, um, and I, I like the way the the I'm not so the constitutional carry it's it's a it's a weird thing because anybody can just any any resident of North Dakota mm-hmm. does have that right um, which I do which I like, um, however, I do there, there's rules you have to follow and um, you don't get to say I didn't know in a courtroom, uh, so right so those classes you had to be informally in an in a formal sitting where you were signed off mm-hmm. yep, yep, ignorance no. is not a way out no so self-education is huge um like in north dakota you cannot have a bar or in in a bar in north dakota you cannot have a firearm Mm -hmm. Um, right and a lot of people don't know that um they end up in bars all the time um honest mistakes but you know uh, alcohol and guns don't really mix
0: no they don't they don't alcohol and guns drugs and guns they do not okay we are going to talk a little bit now about brother's firearm shop first off i want to show a video um, if we could do this, because <laughs> I just think this is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, uh, this was on New Year's Eve. <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, that is me. Now, that is. Lots of music. That's a legit. That's a legit flamethrower there. Yes. Uh, You guys, you sell these and this is actually you've got more than that version. OK, there we got another one. Uh, I tell you what, where I live, it was great because I had this burn pile sitting there that I've been just waiting to burn, and what a great way to get it going. I mean, I didn't have to throw any fuel on there. I didn't have to do anything. I just stood 30 feet away and let her buck. But um, tell us a little bit about these things.
1: So these uh, flamethrowers that we've been selling, um, we love them. Uh, it's from a company called XM42. They're actually uh, going to be based here out of Grand Forks, so oh. they local. Um and And they're just so much fun yeah. um, for for what they are um now, there's no paperwork that involved with them mm-hmm. um we have a waiver, but that's sure, you know, basically saying that you understand that this is a flamethrower yeah and that, <laughs> yeah, you know um, and we sell tons of them uh they're they're a blast, um relatively inexpensive overall, but mm-hmm. you, you still have your fuel costs, but uh you can't it's hard to explain to somebody how much fun they are
0: and, and you know when we were messing around with it i didn't see any issues that were like "Ooh, that's kind of sketchy i don't know about that you need to be really careful i mean we have the thing pointed almost straight up um the only bad thing is you, you don't burn a hundred percent of the fuel, so you might get a little gas smell yep. on you, but no flame coming down with that. And you've got two. That was that was the the older version, but you've got one now that you can actually like bolt it to your rifle, can't
1: you? Yeah, so there's uh the one in the video here is the XM forty two light model. Okay. Um that's gonna be an aluminum and steel construction. Uh and uh that, that uses a torch to ignite the fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh the new XM forty two X is um, all polymer. Which seems weird, but it's it's fantastic. It yeah. helps keep the weight down. Sure, um, and that is spark ignited. So the the torch is gone away, um, and it it streamlines streamlines the whole thing. Uh, the body of the X is equipped with M-Lock mounting slots, which you can use to dual link to any sort of Picatinny surface. Wow,
0: that, those are unreal. We had a lot of fun with that thing. Brothers Firearm Shop in the Grand Cities Mall what can you find what services do you offer because i mean you guys have got everything from knives and firearm stuff and i I think at one time even had beer grease or beard oil or something in there but what all does brothers firearm shop offer
1: uh so we're a specialty firearms retailer um they sell ammo um accessories anything that you want need we can source for you um and if I can't get it, I'll tell you where you can get it. Mm-hmm. Uh we also offer transfers, um, consignments, uh we do buy firearms, uh uh storage. Um uh, we also offer uh um uh the transfers. I d I don't know if I said that already. But um, any, anything firearms related, we do work with Northern Rifle Accurizing and the, uh, he offers full service gunsmithing, um, threading barrels all the way oh. up to full custom builds. Uh, we push everything through him. Uh, We're his pick up and drop off point. Um, but yeah, if you need it done, we can, we can at least tell you where to get it done or get it done for you.
0: So basically you can walk into your store with any question and you guys will go above and beyond to answer those questions. What are your hours, by the way?
1: Uh, so we're open 11 to 6, Monday through Friday, and noon to 4 on Saturdays.
0: All right. I'm glad you guys are in the Grand Cities Mall. Did we get everything out of here? Do you think so. we did it all?
1: I think so. I guess I'm going to have to come back and keep talking about stuff.
0: But... That's, we can do that. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I want to give a shout-out, to the Brothers Firearm Shop because uh, they sponsor my catfishing team, so um, <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, Travis Chasen, thank you for coming in. Uh, a, a lot of these questions I thought I had the answers to already, but I didn't. Um, And you helped a lot. And all of these things we went through, I mean, the military assault rifles, the concealed carry, uh, the suppressors, the silencers, whatever you want to call them, you answered all of those questions. And again, um, folks, if you've got any questions about your firearms or possibly getting a new one or, or tweaking it or whatever, uh, get a hold of Travis. Your partner's name is
1: uh remy brook
0: okay remy brook or or travis chasen brothers firearm shop now here's how you do uh you can go into any door in the grand cities mall but if you come in the back north door you walk down the hall you take a right it's the first business you see Uh, again they are our neighbors travis thanks for coming in man
1: thanks for having me
0: uh by the way our show is brought to you by ideal power solutions Ideal Power Solutions is your electrical contractor serving residential, commercial and agricultural customers right here in the valley and surrounding area. Installation, replacement and repairs of wiring, outlets, light fixtures, panel upgrades, electrical conduit and more, Ideal Power Solutions has the training and expertise to tackle any project, big or small, whether it's residential, commercial, remodels, new construction, egg projects and custom builds along with service work. The Valley has an electrical contractor you can count on and trust. Call Ideal Power Solutions in Grand Forks, 701-213-3805 to find out more or go to IdealPowerND.com or find them on Facebook at Ideal Power Solutions, LLC. For all of your electrical contracting needs, make it Ideal Power Solutions in Grand Forks. All right, again, thank you very much, Travis, uh, co-owner of Brothers Firearm Shop at the Grand Cities Mall for stopping in today. Uh, Dirty Thursday, or shall we call it Snurdy Thursday, coming up tomorrow, and we are going to sit down with mechanic Scott Schuster. Scotty brings in all the good old guys here in the show. And Hall of Fame snowmobile racer, Brian Sturgeon. This guy was the king of Cat Oval Racing and a bunch of other kinds of racing, too. Uh, not to mention uh, lightning sprints back in the day. We've been trying to get Brian on the show for a couple of years. It's going to work tomorrow, all right? I cannot wait. Hey, big screens of TV streams. It's on at 2 o'clock today. Enjoy the show. I'll catch you tomorrow. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. And you know what? If you become a patron on Podbean, it's a chance for you to qualify for a bunch of really cool giveaways. Hey, Grand Cities, we love it. It's a great place. Grand Fork's best source is giving it an identity again.